Happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock! Hello everyone, and welcome to Slasher Street Podcast. My name is Ryan Devlin, and thank you so much for joining me once again. This is a horror movie podcast where each week I will be reviewing and discussing in detail a different horror movie from our epic collection here at the house. I hope you're all having an awesome week. We are now, well, as of recording this episode, three days to Halloween. And uh, by the time this comes out, I'm going to release it pretty much as soon as we've uh, edited it tonight. So it should be with you guys tomorrow morning you guys present day, which means if you are listening to this on release day, it is two days till Halloween. And in the words of the Silver Shamrock Company, happy with two more days to Halloween, Halloween, you, you get the picture, you get the picture. Anyway, this week on the show, we're not just going to be talking about one particular movie, we're going to be talking about an entire franchise. It's another one of our Rank the Franchise episodes, and see as though this is Halloween week, we are two days from Halloween, we're going to be doing the Halloween franchise. Could it have been anything else? Now, um, one thing I do like about the rankings of the Halloween franchise, and there's loads of them out there on the internet, so many podcasts and YouTubers, etc. do them, um, but every single list is completely different from the next Maybe apart from everyone's number one, but I'm not going to give anything away. We'll got to, we'll, you know, we'll get to that at the end of the show. But pretty much everything from eleven through to two is very different because, you know, these films are completely completely different. There's so many different tones, so many different styles between each different movie, and uh, it has been a while since I binged the Halloween series. But this past week, just running up to Halloween, running up to this episode. I um, re-watched a lot of them that I haven't seen for quite a long time, uh, for a couple of years even, or maybe even three years in some cases, so it was really cool this week to just go back and revisit them. And as I say, all of these lists that people do about the Halloween franchise are so different because everyone's just got these different opinions and different preferences when it comes to horror. And that's totally cool, so I can almost guarantee that my list that we're going to go through today will be 100% different to yours. And in fact, some of the ones on my list are quite controversial, and we will get into the whole thing. Um, Now, the one thing I just want to touch on before we get into the ranking is just... I want to talk about my personal thoughts, as I kind of did with when we did the... Nightmare on Elm Street ranking, and when we did the Texas Chainsaw ranking, just my personal thoughts on this franchise. Now, this might come as a bit of a shock to a lot of people, especially because the podcast is called Slasher Street Podcast, but Halloween is not my go-to or my favourite franchise. You know, I I would actually probably rather binge, if I was going to binge any series, I would probably rather binge like the Nightmare series, or the Friday the 13th series, or even the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, over the Halloween series, and um, I would probably put Halloween, for me, on a par in terms of series with like the Chucky series or even the Hellraiser series. Now, do not give me hate for that, don't knock off, we're going to get into why I think that, but I just think that Halloween 
is one of those franchises that a lot of people put on a bit of a pedestal because of how awesome the original was and um, you know talking about a lot of the sequels are awesome as well and i love the majority of the films in this franchise now so don't think that i'm hating on the halloween series when i say that but what i'm trying to say is i feel like the halloween series gets a lot of leeway because of how instrumental and how iconic and how awesome the 1978 original is um and that just goes to show how awesome that movie is that it spawned 10 movies now yet none of them are anywhere near that level of movie it's just insane so maybe you can guess what my number one is but i think that's the same as everyone's number one everything in between is different um and also a thing that i think i that really frustrates me about the halloween series is the lack of continuity now the halloween series is pretty much a choose your own adventure series like <laughs> it's kind of cool in a way but like there's 11 films and it's not a se- so it's not a series of 11 films so um that that go on you know uh, continuously one after each other the Friday the 13th series and the Nightmare series, they all carry on the story pretty much. Boom, 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 one after the other. There's never any breakaways or, you know, this is an alternative universe if this happens. Whereas with Halloween, you know, you have the original, then you have Halloween 2. Then you have Halloween 3, which has had nothing to do with those two. It's its own thing. Then you have uh, 4 and 5 and 6, which are kind of a sequel to the first two. But then you have H2O, which ignores everything from Halloween 2. Then you have Resurrection, which is also in there. Then you have Rob Zombie's Halloween uh, series. And then you also have Halloween 2018, which is a direct sequel to the original, ignoring anything that happened from basically the end of Halloween 1. So, and as we're going to get into this episode, a lot of those movies, you could actually stop watching anytime and say... I'm quite happy that this was the end of the series. So Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, if you want to believe that Michael Myers died in the hospital, then that's fine, because he did, really. And he was only brought back through peer pressure from the negativity around Halloween 3. And um, same with H2O. If you feel like H2O is the definitive ending to the Laurie Strode Strode saga, which personally I do, you can ignore Resurrection. And almost the same with Halloween 4. Halloween 4 has an awesome ending, but then comes Halloween 5 and Halloween 6. So, you know, you can really choose your own adventure and choose your own canon in this series. So, and um, what I'm trying to get at there is Halloween gets a lot of leeway on that, whereas franchises like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre get shit for it. Whereas actually, if you watched... Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 through, well, through to Next Generation. Um, yeah, through to Next Generation. That's where it was one story, kind of. You know, then you've got the remakes, then you've got kind of the sequel to the original. It's very similar path. It's a very similar path that the Halloween franchise has taken. Yet, for some reason, Halloween gets a pass. It's it's just a, one of those bugbears for me that really sometimes causes an issue. But I say Michael Myers Halloween, it's one of the biggest franchises in horror. Um, it's just paved the way for so many incredible slasher movies in the 80s and beyond. So I suppose um, without any further ado, 
we might as well just get into this. I've kind of given you a bit of a background on what I feel like the Halloween franchise is. Um, but don't get me wrong, Halloween, I love Halloween. And it's a bit of a strange one because when I was young, when I was a kid, I used to watch the Halloween movies probably more than any other franchise. Yeah, I mean, I used to love Halloween 1 and 2, 4 and 5. Um, as a kid, I had those on DVD from like ten, nine or 10 years old and would watch them all the time. Um, so it's a bit strange that as I've grown up and, you know, kind of, I don't know, I won't say matured because I definitely haven't, but, you know, as I've grown up, just the Halloween series has kind of taken a bit of a sidestep for me and I just prefer to watch the other franchises i don't know why it's just the way it is but as a kid i absolutely loved halloween so and i still do i i don't know why i'm saying it in a way that i don't like halloween it's just the way it's coming across i love the franchise bar maybe one and a half movies um, so anyway without any further ado everyone let's get into it let's get into my ranking of the halloween franchise and let's start with number 11 which should come as no surprise to anyone bottom of the list this is abs- in my opinion absolute gutter trash and something that i will ap- never watch if i had a part if i had a party here at the house and had loads of people around and the DVD was lying around and someone said, hey, Ryan, can we watch this? Maybe I would put it on. But I would never sit and watch this movie on my own just for fun. And that movie is, in my opinion, the worst Halloween movie ever created, Halloween Resurrection. Just, there's so much wrong with this movie. As I say, out of 11 movies, I only dislike one and a half movies. Um, but this movie is just complete trash. The whole thing of, let's just start with the beginning. <laughs> Killing Laurie Strode off in the way they did was just absolutely abysmal. It was just awful. It was, it was, it was sacrilege, is what it was. To be honest with you, and totally pissing on what an awesome ending to. Laurie Strode and Michael Myers' story in H2O. Now, don't get me wrong, H2O has its issues, but that final third with Laurie chasing Michael, and then she, you know, then we're going to get into that when we get to that part, but the whole thing of the beginning of this movie, kind of just twisting that and saying, no, no, that wasn't Michael, it was an ambulance driver. Bullshit. Was that not Michael Myers? The guy went through a fucking windshield, then he got ran into this bloody you know tree he was still alive he was fiercely trying to get out the body bag and then he got his head cut off bullshit was that not michael myers and just really what an awful way to shit on what was actually a pretty decent movie in h2o and a pretty solid ending to the michael laurie story it was just this movie was made because it was a it was the 1990s and they needed to make a bit more money they needed to milk halloween a little bit more uh they needed to get the hidden camera bullshit that you know the big brother aspect that was going around late 90s early noughties just honestly bullshit <laughs> i hate this movie uh they make michael myers look weak as fuck Buster Rhymes, Jesus, trick-or-treat motherfucker and kung fu kicking this. Honestly, I have no time for this film 
at all. I despise it. You know, everything that could go wrong with a Halloween movie went wrong here. And I probably won't re-watch this movie. In fact, I re- refuse to re-watch it this week because I thought, do I give it another go? Do I give it another go just for this ranking episode? It's been about four years since I watched Resurrection last and um, I got to the end of H2O and uh, Laurie, she cut Michael Myers' head off and I was like, do you know what? No, because if I watch Resurrection, it's going to ruin what's been quite a nice evening watching Halloween H2O. Uh, Did we have a takeaway? We had a really nice tea, me and my wife, watching Halloween H2O, couple of drinks while uh, our little daughter was in bed. And I thought, you know what? I'm not even going to put Resurrection on because it's just going to ruin what's been a very nice evening. So anyway, Halloween Resurrection, number 11, bottom of the list. Coming in at number 10, this is actually the first probably controversial one, um, and that is Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Now, from this point on, I am a fan of all the movies. Of I, I just it, Resurrection is the only one I can't stand, and let's be honest, there's a good chance, unless it's on at someone's house and we're at a party or something like that, there's a very good chance I'm never watching that again. But anyway, from this point on, I really enjoy all of these movies. Um, Yeah, The Curse of Michael Myers, I know it has a real um, cult following, and obviously there's two or three different versions out there. You have the director's cut, the theatrical cut, and then you have these cuts that fans have made of a bit of both, which is really cool, and it's got a huge cult following, but this movie just does not do it for me. The whole druid cult explanation as to why michael is always like wanting to kill his family and um his whole underground base which is run by loomis's um ex like ex-doctor friend or his ex-business partner whatever Uh, it just doesn't fit the tone of the franchise and i feel at this point in time they're just grasping at straws trying to come up with an explanation as to why michael myers can't die and that's because he only comes awake like on on when he's when he wants to kill his family and then he wants to pass the curse on to um i can't even remember who he wants to, they're gonna pass the curse on to um uh is it jamie lloyd's baby in this they're gonna pass the curse on to once michael has killed all of the people in his family it's just and then so they just so happen to have more of the strode family living in the myers house so that michael myers can go and kill them it's just the whole thing like as a as a standalone movie it's pretty fun it's a like almost fun extended universe rather than canon um but i just can't take it seriously and it doesn't feel like a halloween movie but that being said michael myers in this movie is awesome i think he is um probably the best one better than five not as good as four um better than the one in H2O and Resurrection. So Michael Myers in this is really good. And, um, (coughs) sorry, Paul Rudd, he plays Tommy Doyle in this. And Paul, who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Like, Paul Rudd is awesome. And he does a pretty good job in this as well. It was one of his first big movies that he was doing. So he wasn't fully Paul Rudd that we know now, but he was pretty good in the role. I just think there was a huge shame and a huge missed opportunity as well in not recasting Daniel Harris as Jamie Lloyd, uh, and an even bigger shame of what they did to the Jamie Lloyd character in this movie by 
artificially inseminating her with Michael Myers' semen, so they have this kind of weird inbred baby that Michael can pass the curse on to, and it just didn't work. And then to kill her off in the way they did, oh, it just, yeah. I, I know a lot of people love this movie, and I can totally see why. Donald Pleasance is awesome. It's his final movie. There is a lot of hit and miss factors in this. I totally see why people like this movie, but for me, out of all of them, this is just, it's just not, it just doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. I have seen both versions. I prefer the direct, well, Again, it's hit and miss. You know, I prefer some things in the theatrical cut. I prefer some things in the director's cut. It's just one of those. But yeah, um, there's play again. It's the plenty of versions for you to watch and make your own mind up. It's a fun flick, and it's not one that I'm never going to ever watch again. Like Resurrection, I'll put it on now and again when I'm in the mood. But yeah, definitely not my favourite in the series by any means, and comes in at number ten. Okay, so coming in at number nine, we have. Uh, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, now, actually, weirdly enough, this is the movie that I probably remember... Well, at least the sequels, anyway. This is probably the one I remember watching the most when I was a kid, which is weird because it's not that great of a movie compared to 1, 2, and th uh, 4. Sorry. And, um, but yeah, as a kid, I just remember watching this one, like, all the time. I had it on constantly when I was, like, 10 or 11 years old. And uh, I watch it now and again. Again, it's been a few years since I watched this. Uh, so I stuck it on a few days ago, and it just brought back this huge nostalgic feel of being 10 or 11 years old in my bedroom, watching this movie, you know, just really enjoying, like, these these. Michael Myers movies and yeah I, I I got that feeling with this one um and I just really really enjoy it I mean I know that this movie gets a lot of heat um and people I don't know people think it's like it drags and it's dull but I don't think so I mean I even enjoy the the clown cops in this you know the clowns it's so early sorry it's so late 80s early 90s kind of police you know in kids tv programs where they're just dumbasses and they have this kind of dude the laurel and hardy music behind them dude, 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 you know that kind of thing and i don't know it just adds a much more light-hearted tone to the movie and it's just a, it's a fun watch um i think the biggest mistake they made in this movie was killing off such an awesome character in rachel who from part four who was so awesome in part four probably one of the best final girls in any slasher movie of all time and replacing her with Tina. Now, I don't hate Tina. I don't hate her as much as a lot of people do. I know a lot of people say that Tina is like the most annoying character in slasher history. I don't really get that too much. Yes, she's annoying at the start when she's, you know, with Daniel Harris and she's in the, the hospital and stuff like that. But I just, yeah, I just don't think she's as, as annoying as people make out. I didn't feel like, oh God, she's on the screen again. You know, not bad on the eyes either, so I, I didn't mind at all, to be honest with you. Uh, I think she plays a cool role, uh, but not having Rachel alongside her for this movie was a huge mistake, because if they had Rachel and Tina together, I think that would have helped the Tina character a hell of a lot, um, but unfortunately they kill Rachel off in like the first like 20 minutes of the movie, and that is a really... 
tense scene, but they should not have done it. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't go with replacing Michael for Jamie as the killer in this. Obviously, that was set up at the end of part five, and they put her in the... Um, the children's hospital. Um, they probably wrote around that as best they could because I can imagine at the end of part four, they were like, this is what we're going to do. People are going to go, oh shit, that's cool. You know, and it, end of part four is awesome. But, like, you couldn't really, unless you were going to set part five quite far in the future, there's no way to realistically believe that Jamie Lloyd would be the killer in part five. So they wrote around that as best as possible because they obviously wanted another sequel and make more money and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm glad they didn't go with that. And um, I'm not a huge fan of the ending of this with Michael being broke out of prison. Um, you know, it sets up part six. But yeah, I just wasn't a huge fan of the ending of this. And I think this is probably my least favourite Donald Pleasance, Dr. Loomis performance out of out of all the movies that he's in in the Halloween franchise, I feel like he is almost a villain in this. It's just very strange because Jamie Lloyd is terrified of Loomis and actually, like, he's really creepy and awkward in this movie. Like, he gets really, really close to Jamie and is, like, whispering but screaming in her ear and making her really scared to to tell her where, to tell him where Michael is. And, yeah, this is my least favourite portrayal of Dr. Loomis, probably in the whole franchise. And you've got to think that's even with the Rob Zombie movies that people dislike. But this is probably my least favourite portrayalist, which is a real shame. So, I, but, so I'm really glad that we got Halloween 6 after that so that Donald Pleasance can reprise the role again for his, I think it was like his final movie or one of his final movies. Uh, and he did a great job at, you know, bringing that back. But yeah, just not, you know, I enjoy it. I will always stick it on now and again um but yeah not my favorite number nine halloween five the revenge of michael myers and coming at number eight now number eight and number seven were quite difficult choices i because these two are probably on an equal par but one has to come to, at number eight and one has to come at number seven and even now i'm looking at this and i'm thinking Damn, you know, like, do I switch these around? But no, I think I'm going to keep it. Um, so coming in at number eight is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Now, this is a controversial one. I know people are like, what? My Halloween 4 is awesome, and it's probably like top three or four for a lot of people's lists. I love Halloween 4. And I say, probably from this point on, from number 8 down, these are movies I love. So number, you know, a resurrection shit, but and uh, 6 and 5, I enjoy and will watch. Uh, no issues, but number 8 onwards from here, I love them all. Um, so, as I say, don't get me wrong, just because it's number 8 doesn't mean I don't enjoy the movie. I love the movie. Danielle Harris is awesome in this as Jamie Lloyd. Uh, Rachel is an incredible final girl, as I said in the last in the last bit there. She's one of the best final girls in horror history. Definitely, the in my opinion, she is the best final girl in this franchise. Which, you know, can be controversial in its own right, because we know we've got um Jamie Lloyd is kind of a final girl in the last in the next one and uh, you know, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis and all this kind of stuff. 
But yeah, for me, Rachel is just an incredible final girl. Um, the opening of this movie makes it completely when they're moving Michael from the um, the place where he's in, where he's kind of like in the in this he's in hell. <laughs> it's like in this high. Uh, high security facility and they're moving him to another facility Smith's Grove where he was previously so that's an awesome start to the movie now obviously would Michael and Loomis have survived part two absolutely not that is completely bullshit and this is where it comes in where you can create your own adventure because if you wanted to choose to not believe this then it's perfectly reasonable to believe that Michael and Loomis died at the end of Halloween Part 2. But based because of the negative reviews of Part 3, which didn't have uh, Michael Myers in it, they had to bring him back for Part 4. So obviously they had to just think of a way of, you know, making him alive. And <laughs> this is it. He's sitting there like the Invisible Man with all the bandages wrapped around him. I mean, it's just it's just incredibly silly. But I feel like 4 and 5 are quite light-hearted for the most part. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I don't think... I think if you just watch them, they're just movies. You know, don't think about them too much. You'll enjoy it because it's a great ride. Uh, if we just put that disbelief to the back of my uh the back of my mind now one thing about halloween 4 that's really funny and i put it on the facebook page the other day is there's a scene in family guy where peter griffin realizes that he that tom tom tucker had it had the stage name for the guy who played uh michael myers in part four he's like oh my god you know tom tucker played michael myers in halloween part four and it, brian's like what is that it's only the best movie ever created and um yeah it's like this the opening of this movie is in family guy and it's like hello i'm michael myers deranged serial killer and i'm coming for you <laughs> just ruins the start of this movie for me because anytime i watch this movie like that opening 10 minutes all i could think of is tom tucker being michael myers um so anyway the big my biggest gripe with this movie is michael's mask it's i know this is going to be again quite controversial but um for me it's the worst mask in the series with the really thick eyebrows and it looks awful. Plus, I don't know what they were doing with the edits in this movie, but sometimes Michael's wearing a blonde mask. Sometimes he's wearing the brown hair mask. And they're two very different masks. I just think it's a bit of a mess when it comes to the mask in part four. And uh, it's not what's advertised on the poster, because on the poster they use the original mask, which is obviously the best mask. Um, maybe some would argue Halloween 2018 is the best mask, but um, yeah, this is this is the worst mask, especially even worse that they advertised the wrong mask on the poster. Now, as a kid, um, again, nine, ten years old, I picked up Halloween 4 and 5 in a market in Silleth, like an open-top market, and someone was selling them for like 10 pence each or something like that so my dad bought them for me he said oh can i can i have these and yeah he bought them and uh, as a kid because i bought them on this market in Silleth, i actually and the way that michael myers looks compared to one and two uh, and as soon as i put these ones in i was like hmm are these like unofficial movies <laughs> like i just thought are these like obviously i didn't know what a fan film was back then but like by today's standards i'd be like is this a fan film? Is this real? 
why does Michael look like this? Like, why does he look so ridiculous? I just remember these things going through my head as I was watching this movie, especially because of where I got the DVD from. I was like, has somebody just, you know, bootlegged this and, and made it in, like, their garage? It was just a, a weird thing that I just always remember when it comes to, to this movie for some reason because of the mask. Um, anyway, awesome ending. Absolutely incredible ending with Jamie Lloyd essentially turning into Michael, you know, so whether this is kind of the start of that whole process of him transferring his soul or the curse into Jamie, I don't know. I I don't think that was the case. I don't even think that was an idea at this point. I actually think this was genuinely an idea of either a way to um, make Jamie Lloyd the killer and go somewhat in the future for the next one, or end the franchise here is kind of how it started because it started with Michael Myers killing his sister wearing this pretty much the same clown costume and then we had the the great shot of Michael outside the house with the knife and then to end this movie we had the awesome shot with Daniel Harris with the knife covered in blood Dr. Loomis now now going absolutely crazy just this would have been an awesome way to end the series for me without a doubt I just think it would have been the perfect kind of end to Michael's story um because he's kind of died and gone to hell he'd been blasted and then you know and then we have Jamie Lloyd and then it's kind of gone full circle um but yeah I just I they didn't need to make part five after this. It's just an awesome ending to the to this whole story. And I say Donald Pleasance at the end of this movie, man, just just incredible. He just brings it. I mean, he's great in this movie. There's a great scene with um, Donald Pleasance and the priest that he gets a ride with to Haddonfield, and the priest is like saying how he's trying to find the devil and he's trying to defeat the devil and he's just crazy crazy old man and Loomis is kind of like am I him? Like am I this crazy? Am I this obsessed? It's just a really cool scene in this movie yeah. Donald Pleasance is fantastic in this movie and um, yeah well he's fantastic in them all really isn't he? Apart, maybe apart from part five but yeah in this movie he's just and that ending just pff, absolutely perfect the perfect ending and uh it's upsetting that they didn't end it there really for me okay so coming in anyway at number seven we have halloween h2o now i know there's a lot of people this kind of is perfectly fit i think in this list because there's a lot of people who love h2o and a lot of people who hate h2o and um you know i actually think this is a great performance by Jamie Lee Curtis. I think this is probably her, dare I say, her best performance in the Halloween series, um, or at least top two. And Jamie Lee Curtis makes this movie. I love how she has this PTSD um, after everything that happened because in this version, you know, Halloween 2 happened. That's what, like, that whole night happened. Whereas in Halloween 2018, only the first movie happened. The hospital thing never happened. Michael was arrested and everything like that. Whereas in this version, she went through that whole night and that whole. I mean, the first movie was traumatizing, never mind the second movie as well. So I just think Jamie Lee Curtis puts in this incredible. She's like a, a recovering alcoholic. She's trying to protect her son. And she's in, like, witness protection, even though she gives. <laughs> She, 
she just tells anybody and everybody that who she really is, even though she's in witness protection. Um, a son seems to say to everyone as well in the middle of the street, like Michael Myers. I'm like, I thought you're you not in witness protection. Um, yeah, I mean, great kills in this movie as well throughout, and the finale between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode just incredible final 20 minutes and what a, it's like, as i say this was the perfect way to end their story with you know laurie strode cutting his head off because he's never going to come back from that and it just watching this movie just makes me hate resurrection that bit more because <laughs> so like, why would you do that why 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 would you do it there's no point oh it just it really infuriates me now this isn't a perfect movie by any stretch and there's one little thing in this movie which really annoys me every time I watch it. Just a little thing. What has Michael been doing for 20 years? Like seriously, what has he been doing for 20 years? They never found his body in the hospital fire. Bullshit for one, anyway. And what, he's still got his mask and overalls? He's got fresh overalls and a fresh mask he's been wearing the mask and overall for 20 years trying to find laurie strode what like i kind of get that he went to uh, to dr loomis's nurse's house to find who for some reason has a file on laurie strode and where she why would why would loomis's nurse have a file on laurie strode that would be information locked and sealed in some sort of secret safe in the fbi headquarters wouldn't just be in a top drawer of a of dr loomis's nurse like i do maybe i'm not watching it properly but i just don't understand that bit and very little is explained because he's went from being missing for 20 years to oh here's michael myers and he's gonna kill everyone and it's like what like at least in twenty eight Halloween twenty eighteen, it's all explained where Michael Myers has been for the past forty years. It's incredibly believable, and then we go from there. This one, like he just shows up and he's here, and I'm like, hmm, very strange. But I'm willing to overlook that that little tiny plot hole because the final kind of third of this movie, the final act, is very well done, and I can kind of overlook the scream references and. This is a 90s horror movie. They were all like this. So people saying they don't like this movie because of it's too much like Scream. That's like 90s horror, unfortunately. If you don't like Scream, chances are you don't like from 95 onwards of horror films in the 90s and early noughties. Because they're all, you know, self-referential and trying to be the cool kid in school. But, you know, I, I don't take that away from this movie. I do get a lot of enjoyment out of H2O. So, coming in at number six, a uh, slightly controversial one, I would imagine, because some people would have this very low down on their list, uh, but that is Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, the 2017, well, whether you want to say remake, reimagining, whatever you want to do, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Now, I absolutely love Rob Zombie's Halloween. I, I do, and I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not sorry for it, actually. No, I, they are pretty damn good movies and very good movies in this franchise compared to, well, in my opinion, all the ones I've mentioned above. I think this movie is quite well done. I feel like the first half lets this one down with the dialogue, um, the white trash dialogue that Rob Zombie's known for. Yes, that's fine, The Devil's Rejects and all this kind of thing 
three from hell um you can get away with it there but in kind of suburbia you can't really get away with it um however it's nowhere near as bad in the second half of the movie um but I do agree with people where the first half of the movie, kind of the backstory, can be quite painful in places. Kind of where Ron... The most painful one is when Ronnie is at the dinner table and he's, like, talking to um, Deborah Myers' his daughter. Like, he's like, I'm going to, like, come all over those flappy titties and he's like, I'm going to come over there and skull fuck you while the baby's, like, standing right next to him. And, like, there is funny parts to, like, what he says, but most of it is, like, terrible. Like, what what does he say? He's like, um... Oh, oh yeah, he's like, you know, Michael Myers comes in with his clown mask and he's like, oh, hey, Michelle Marble. And, like, that that's funny. But everything else in this, like, scene is cringy as hell. Now, Rob Zombie has explained, you know, there was no point in him doing a shot-for-shot remake of Halloween because that movie's already been done and it's a classic and it already exists. If you want to watch Halloween, go and watch Halloween. Why would you want to watch something like the Psycho remake. Why would you watch the Vince Vaughn Psycho remake when you could watch the original Psycho? You know, because that's the better film. So I too, I do totally understand where he's coming from here. And um, it was a very ballsy move as well to not have Laurie Strode even show up until 55 minutes into the movie. Like, that is ballsy as hell you know considering laurie strode is the main character really in the whole franchise to have her only show up just under an hour in uh and this is quite a ballsy move now i actually um think that dig fersh sorry if i haven't pronounced his name right there does a pretty great job as young michael myers and as much as people hate on the opening of the story um and you know for rob zombie giving us like this backstory of michael myers and how he's the killer the kid did amazingly well and um sorry and was very believable as michael myers now on the flip side of that on the flip side four five and six and essentially that whole i suppose original two get this bullshit druid explanation as to why michael kills his family so and the whole curse thing so this explanation as to the fact he had a shitty childhood and was abused by his stepdad and his mom was a stripper and you know his sister didn't want to know and he was bullied in school and he had kind of a really shitty house like that's far more believable that this kid would go on to become a serial killer and end up the way he was and far more real but again i feel like the the older ones get like almost a free pass due to them being beloved movies i mean could you imagine that same i don't know same part four or five we got like a 20 minute ish backstory on michael myers as to why he became michael myers it was this backstory and then rob zombie came in and kind of did this druid kind of curse thing as to why michael myers is as strong and powerful he is like people would have shit all over that so You've got to take things into context, I think, in this movie. Um, I think that, um, for me, Michael McDowell is awesome in this as Loomis. I think the scenes with 
him and Michael in the sanitarium are awesome. I feel like Michael's upbringing is really heartbreaking, and although the dialogue might not be, you know, there and might not work, the actual, like, scenes between Michael and his mum and between Michael McDowell and Michael as Lou and Loomis, I just feel that those scenes work really well, and they were really really good i would have probably preferred actually to have more time in the sanitarium with michael so kind of half what we see at the start with him getting bullied in school and then going on to kill people and then get arrested i feel like we should have maybe half that and spent the rest of the time as michael as a kid growing up in the sanitarium i feel like that would have been a much better way of doing it but overall i still really enjoy you know, this movie. Brad Dorif is incredible in this as Sheriff Brackett. Danielle Harris, she comes back in as Annie Brackett. Um, I just, I genuinely don't get the hit for this movie. I feel like there's some great kills. Michael Myers is genuinely terrifying in this movie. I actually think Tyler Mayne is probably the most scary Michael Myers. <sighs> I mean, James Duke Courtney and Nick Castle, you know, definitely, of course, but Tyler Mayne is a fucking beast and he is genuinely terrifying uh, yeah there's issues with this there is a lot of issues with this movie i think but i feel like they are the people really shine a light on the issues of this movie but turn a blind eye to the other ones in the older movies and i just think that's pretty unfair because on the whole i enjoy this movie a lot more than i don't like this movie and uh yeah i think i feel like in i feel like and we're kind of going to get onto it soon when we're talking about Halloween 2 for Rob Zombie. In ten, another 10 years' time, when, this, when these movies are probably 25 years old-ish, I feel like these are going to have a real cult following. I feel like you're going to... Obviously, you're always going to have the fans of the original series and, and stuff like that. But I feel like... These two movies are going to have a re and there's there is a cult following growing for them. Uh, I feel like the, they're going to have a, a cult following that's going to really give them the credit they deserve, in my opinion. Anyway, let's move on. Coming in at number five, the most recent Halloween movie in the series, Halloween 2018, 40 Halloween H40. 40 years later. Uh, now, this is this for me, in my opinion, this was the sequel that we all waited for. Finally getting rid of that bullshit resurrection ending from at least one of the timelines. You know, you don't have to... If you want to carry on Laurie's story, you can either end it at H2O or you can go from part one straight into this. And... Um, I, and they did. I think they did a pretty good job of resetting the series, resetting the timeline, made it really simple. Because whoever came up with this concept knows that this franchise is convoluted to a new person coming in who was, you know, never watched a Halloween film before, just getting into the Halloweens now. Uh, oh, there's a new Halloween movie coming out. Let's see what it's about. All you have to do, and it was really well advertised beforehand. All you have to do to know what's going... I mean, you, didn't even, you don't even really need to watch the movie, really, to know what's happening, but watch the. all you have to do is watch the 1978 movie and then come to the cinema and watch this one. That's all you've got to do. You don't need to worry about part two. You don't need to worry about three, four, five, six. You don't need to worry about H2O, Resurrection. All you've got to do is watch that original, 
then come to the cinema and watch Hitch, uh, Halloween 2018. So I really like that. They did a really simple job of resetting the story. And I feel like they did really well. I love Michael's story in the sanitarium. Uh, I like how, obviously, he's old. He's old now. He would have been... 61 you know in this movie because he is um 21 in the original so 40 years later he is 61 i feel james jude courtney is a fucking amazing michael myers like he is one of the most uh, we're gonna see what happens with h uh i keep saying h h four but we're gonna see what happens with halloween kills when that comes out next year we're gonna see what happens with halloween ends and really, and James Duke Courtney, he's the first man to play Michael Myers in, I think, more than one movie or maybe two, more than two movies because he's going to be in all three. And by the end of it, he could end up being the best portrayal of Michael Myers. If he puts in this performance in Kills and Ends, I feel like, yeah, he will be on par or above Nick Castle uh, in portraying Michael Myers. I feel like he was that damn good. Um, great kills, great atmosphere. They just did a great job with a 40-year direct sequel to the original. Um, it's just such a shame that we have to wait another year to watch Halloween Kills. Now, although, speaking of kills, I feel like when it comes to this movie, the biggest thing they got wrong was not killing Laurie Strode. And yes, fine, bring Jamie Lee Curtis back for the God knows how many time. But... <laughs> kill her off in a dignified way they obviously didn't like how they killed her off in part four because we didn't really see it it was just like oh yeah she's dead okay uh let's kill her off in resurrection bullshit bill bullshit way of ending laurie strode so i feel like they should have killed her off in this movie in and give her the ending the character deserves uh that, that is you know fitting for such a iconic horror movie character so i'm really hope halloween kills it's in the title is he gonna kill laurie strode um i just think they need to do the character justice get that put to bed move on with the story in another direction uh, and do it in the right way so hopefully fingers crossed they will get that done now we're into our top four now coming in at number four i should probably say here that coming in at the number four and three uh, again, pretty much equal. I don't, I don't like one more than the other. It was really difficult to, cr- so I kind of just go with the one that I watch more. Um, well, actually, it probably wasn't very similar. <laughs> but anyway, coming at number four is, and I still don't know whether I made the right decision here. Maybe this should be number three. But hey, coming at number four is Halloween three season of the witch. Now this one, of course got a lot of negativity when it came out because it's the only movie in the whole series that doesn't feature Michael Myers and just does its own completely separate thing and basically I absolutely adore this movie. I can't say much wrong with this one. I feel like it is the perfect standalone movie and it's a real shame that this got shit on so much in the 80s when it came out because there was no Michael Myers um, that they didn't carry on because obviously what they wanted to do from Halloween 3 if you didn't know is Halloween 3 was the vision of the start of an anthology series so Halloween 1 and 2 were its own anthology and then 
Halloween 3 was going to be this story and then Halloween 4 is going to be something else and so on and so on. And I would have really, really liked to have seen an alternative universe where we see kind of what that would have looked like. But unfortunately, we didn't. People didn't. People did not like the fact that Michael wasn't in this. And there's a lot of people in the Halloween fandom that really still hate this movie. And I do not get that at all. This is an absolutely awesome movie. Now, maybe I'm a bit different because I watched this as an adult. I didn't watch this as a kid because I was like, well, Michael Myers isn't in this one. I knew Michael Myers wasn't in it when I was a kid. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know whether I'm really that bothered about checking that out then. But as an adult, I checked it out. And I f- just fucking love this movie. But I have to think about going back to the 1980s when this came out. What was people's expectations? Why were they not met? Like, in the trailers and in the advertisement, did they use Michael Myers? And say, Halloween 3, you know, he might come home. <laughs> like, or something, you know, it's like... Why did people think Michael Myers was going to be in this movie? Surely the trailers would have made it quite clear, unless, like, the trailers have absolutely nothing to do with this movie, that this wasn't a slasher film. I don't understand. So me going into it for the first time, knowing that Michael Myers wasn't in it, knowing it has nothing to do with the rest of the series, I just went in there and and enjoyed the movie. Now, would this movie have been bigger... Or shall I say, more of a success, uh, more of a you know a popular a popular movie, if it wasn't a Halloween movie, probably not. Um, they probably used the Halloween title to sell more tickets. If this movie was just called Season of the Witch or something like that, I, it probably wouldn't have been anywhere near as popular. However. I feel like the movie was is definitely good enough to stand on its own two feet outside of the Halloween series. So I feel like it's a, one of those movies where now we would look back on and be like, put it in the same kind of tone as another Tom Atkins classic is like Night of the Creeps or, you know, those kind of old gem, hidden gem 80s horrors. And uh, we've got oh, Season of the Witch, that's awesome. You know, we get an anchor Blu-ray and stuff like that. But I feel like it would take up until now for people to really appreciate it, where it's been almost kept in the public eye non-stop, non-stop rather, because it's a Halloween movie. But that's, you know, my opinion anyway. Uh, but yeah, great story, brilliant atmosphere, brilliant Halloween atmosphere. It's an old man, an old businessman wanting to kill the majority of kids in the in America with killer masks. What is not to like about this movie? Tom Atkins, a horror legend, um, awesome as always. And of course, a fantastic score and a fantastic theme tune that you'll never ever get out of your head. You know, two more days till Halloween, Halloween, silver shamrock. Like, and that song must play it must play kind of 15 to 20 times in this movie. It's on every single stage <laughs> constantly. Um, so I say this movie has grown into being a real cult classic. And I would say that most horror fans now love this movie. Or more love it than hate it anyway. Um, just as much as other Halloween movies. Um, I was very close to putting this movie in my top three. But... Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, unfortunately. But I, it doesn't mean it's not an incredible movie. And if you haven't watched this movie because it hasn't got Michael Myers in, 
definitely go and check it out. Definitely go and watch it because it's well worth your time. It's it's such a fun watch. Um, yeah, I can't really say... And the open ending at the end... and. Yeah. It's just such a different style movie and it's it's so worth going to check out. Like I would 100% always say go and watch this movie because it's one of my favourites in the franchise. It's a one that I watch yearly and um, yeah, just an awesome, awesome film. Go and watch it. Um, so coming in at number three, we have Halloween 2. 1981 so <laughs> the original sequel uh to the original movie uh, and actually for a long time i actually preferred this movie to the original and probably if you had asked me to do a ranking say 15 years ago um this would probably have been my number one as a kid this was one of my favorites like i would watch this over halloween um over the movie Halloween, not over Halloween. But yeah, I would watch this a lot. And um, it's just a really, really fun sequel. I just think they did really well. Obviously, the one thing that was missing in the original was gore. And we get plenty of gore in this movie. Um, great hospital setting. Um, takes place instantly after the original. Literally, you could watch both this one and the original in one... Like, four-hour sitting and you wouldn't even know you were watching films that were made four years or put three or four years apart um i just really like the vision of this one awesome atmosphere which is you know you probably hear me say that quite a lot in this episode but there is an awesome atmosphere throughout most or all of the halloween movies uh donald pleasant steals the show in this one for me and i think this is his second best <laughs> performance in the series um behind the original this is obviously the one where he goes i shot him six times i shot him six times you know the, the you know and by the end of this movie michael myers actually been shot 11 times and blown up surely he would have been dead surely he would have been dead it was a great way to end it because it's all a one night i don't like how they made the story change with Laurie Strode being Michael Myers' brother. I feel like that completely ruined the whole franchise. Uh, although, I suppose that helped, you know, create all the sequels it did, but it just, it added nothing. It was like out of nowhere and like Dr. Loomis didn't know. Come on. It was his doctor for like 15 years. Surely he would have known. What, there was no other baby in the house? Ugh. I know we explore that more in the Rob Zombie movie, which is kind of I like at least from the start. Like, yep, this is the this is the route we're going down. But yeah, it was just thrown in there with this one completely. Um, one of my favorite kills in the whole series is in this movie, the hot tub scene, because we have the the nurse who has just this. She gets completely naked, and then Michael Myers just kind of burns her face off in the hot tub. It's just an awesome, awesome kill. Now, the only th there is obviously it's not perfect. It's not a perfect movie. I actually work at a hospital. I work for the NHS here in England, and um, I've been in our hospital at night. And although hospitals at night can be creepy places, there's more people around than this. Like there is, Laurie Strode is literally the only. <laughs> patient near enough apart from some babies in in the special care baby unit which for some reason is the same ward that laurie strode is on um yeah there's like literally nobody there i yes hospitals have skeleton staff at night i totally get that but 
there is a lot more people in a hospital at night than this <laughs> depicts. Uh, which, that takes me out of the movie slightly now, because... Um, Maybe 15 years ago when I was watching it, it was my number one. I could overlook that because, you know, I'd never really been in a hospital at night or at least not worked in one. Whereas now I do know what that looks like and it ain't this. So, um, so yeah, anyway. But overall, this is a true, true classic sequel. Absolutely brilliant. And um, the best thing is, again, as I say, you can choose your own adventure because if you want to just watch one and two back to back and say, right, that's me, I'm happy with this ending, then you can because Michael Myers dies in this movie and you are not telling me he doesn't. The only reason he doesn't die in this is because they were pressured into bringing him back in part four. But he definitely died in this movie. Like, when they wrote this movie and they released this movie... He died. Like, there was no plan to bring him back because after this was going to be part three and four were all going to be different anthology stories. So, there's nothing you can say that's going to make me change my mind. So, here we go. We're down to the final two. And I can already see people either going, yes, I 100% agree, or you're rolling your eyes completely <laughs> to the back of your head. But my number two... And I was actually thinking about putting this at my number one. That's how much I love this movie. But I just couldn't do it. Like, when I was writing my list today, I was like, oh, do I put this at number one? Like, a lot of them go back and forth, back and forth on different slots. Uh, I was like, do I put this at number one? Do I have the balls? But no, I, I couldn't do it because it would be... It would, it would be wrong. It would be wrong of me to have done that. So, but still, very controversial nonetheless. That my number two in the Halloween franchise is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Now, hear me out. I think this is one of the greatest slasher movies ever made. The tone, the kills... Every, not everything about this movie is awesome. The White Horse stuff, yeah, I, I do totally get. But this is an awesome slasher movie about a girl who is recovering from or suffering from serious PTSD and slowly losing her mind over what happened the year before. And... All the while, she's been stalked by one of the scariest portrayals of a horror villain of all time put ever put on screen in Tyler Mayne. And by the same guy who basically stalked and killed a ridiculous amount of people the year after and almost killed her. The, we do obviously know already that she already knows that Michael Myers is her brother because that's kind of established in Halloween Part 1. So we don't have that awkward kind of shoehorn in there like we do in the original part two. But yeah, I just feel like this movie is very well done and very awesome. Now, yeah, the White Horse stuff, I totally get. I'm not a fan of that either. But you've got to kind of look past that. You've got to just take that away because the White Horse stuff really doesn't add much to the story until like the last, the very, very last scene. So I just kind of take that with a pinch of salt. The opening of this movie is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding with 
They take uh, Scout Taylor Compton's, uh, who plays Laurie Strode, into the hospital, recovering from her injuries. And Jesus, like, this, she's in a mess. And it's just one of the best scenes in the entire franchise. And uh, Scout Taylor Compton did an absolutely awesome job in this movie. Much better than part one. I, I thought she did pretty well in part one as Laurie Strode, but there's too much pressure i feel like in part one there was too much publicity too much pressure on the girl to basically be laurie strode whereas in this movie she could kind of make the character her own because this isn't a remake of halloween 2 so that's again something that you've got to remember whereas halloween rob zombies halloween 1 for the most or at least the scenes that scout taylor compton played laurie strode were remake a remake of the original so you do compare the two, whereas this one is not a remake of Halloween Part 2. This is its own separate thing, and that's again where I applaud Rob Zombie. This is the best Rob Zombie movie apart from The Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects, for me, is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. This is his second best work. And yes, some would argue that he's not got much to compare that to, really, but this is an incredible, incredible movie, and I just have to hold my my uh, my hands up now i even enjoy the different direction they take loomis in this because again this isn't john carpenter's Hall- john carpenter's halloween this is rob zombie's version and that's why i like part two more because he had a lot more freedom to do whatever he wanted and yeah he went in some weird directions here and there with you know the white horse but like for the most part he did a damn awesome job in this and he uh, the annoying thing is he only did the white horse stuff, and this is going to sound terrible. He only did the white horse stuff so his wife can be in the movie, and that's again why people don't like this movie. So you've got to just ignore that side of things. That he was—I don't want to say pressured into it, but Sherry Moon would have been like, "Okay, so I died in Halloween one. Where's my part?" And Rob's like, "Uh, there is no part. You're dead." And then he would have had to write her in. Because you can't have a Rob Zombie movie without his wife in it, unfortunately. Uh, and that that did let this down just a little bit. But My only main gripe, really, with this one is the recasting as well of young Michael. Uh, not having Dag Fersh come back to um, portray Michael was a huge mistake. Because this film only came out like two years after, the first, after, after Rob Zombie's first one. So... The guy can't have aged that much in two years. And even if he did, who cares? It's the same guy. Like, we as an audience understand that people age, you know. So, it's a shame maybe they couldn't have took, like, stock footage of him or something like that. But, yeah, I just... I, I don't think... It would have been an issue. From an audience point of view, uh, I feel like they definitely should have just brought Dig back for that one. Um, and I feel like that would have added a lot more to those scenes. Um, but apart from that, I really can't say much negative about this movie. Um, it's probably the best script, dialogue-wise, Rob Zombie has done. And probably the second best movie Rob Zombie has ever made. So, you know, he, this, this, is, well, this movie for me doesn't even feel like a Rob Zombie movie. Because of the dialogue is much better. And, you know, I think he did a really good job with this. And I feel like he got panned for some of the bold decisions he made, which were really unfair. Um, To the point where now I think Rob Zombie really regrets making these Halloween films. But this is 
thankfully now becoming slowly becoming a cult classic and i genuinely feel like the more this movie ages the more people love it and the more people are giving it at second try because yeah i went to the cinema to watch this one and i was like holy fuck what the hell was that that was not what i expected and then i think people just from that instant just went nah this was shit not gonna watch it whereas if you really if you sit down and watch this again with a complete open mind i guarantee you you will like this more than you dislike it maybe wouldn't be number two on your list which is fair enough but you would definitely not hate it and talk as much shit about it as people do uh, brad dorif is absolutely awesome in this movie as well he puts in an incredible performance way better than his performance in part one and let's forget his not forget his performance in part one was pretty damn good um the scene when annie dies and just holy shit man they, like heartbreaking stuff and brad dorif just was fucking awesome in this movie um I just can't say I can't say enough good things about it. So anyway, coming at number two, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two, which means, and I kind of said at the start of the show what my number one would be. Um, I think it's. I don't think there is any Halloween list out there that doesn't have this movie as number one because this is the perfect slasher formula. My number one in the Halloween series is the 1978 classic, the original, the best Halloween. And um, what what can I say about Halloween that hasn't already been said? Halloween is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. It gave birth to an icon. It gave birth to a whole load of sequels and different universes. One of the best horror movie scores of all time. In fact, probably the best. Uh, incredible cast. There just there isn't anything really negative I can say about this movie. The only thing I feel like would have improved this movie slightly is a little bit of gore. Just a little. Just give us just a little bit. Just a little bit. It wouldn't have to be loads, but just, just something. Because there's no blood in this movie. Not one drop of blood in this movie. So that's a real shame. But it doesn't need it. This is a great slasher flick. And the best thing about this movie is... Um, the fact that Michael Myers is just the shape. He's not Laurie Strode's brother. He's not got any connection to any of these characters. He's just a man who has escaped from the as- asylum, from the sanitarium, and is going around Haddonfield on a killing spree. There's no motive. He's just a psychopath with a mask, with a knife, going around killing people. That's terrifying. There's no any- no one is safe. And then obviously in the later sequels they explain, oh well no, actually he's Laurie Strode's brother, oh actually he's got this curse and you know, that's why he was silent for 15 years and eh. bullshit. <laughs> like there's the best horror films are the simplest ones sometimes and this is a formula that so many slashers have tried and failed to copy over the years and it's just, it's a perfect, you know, it's just one man with a knife stalking people and killing people. And he's got no motive. He's just a scary, intimidating killer. And that's fantastic. He doesn't speak. He has super strength. He has no emotion. It's just the perfect formula for a slasher movie. And uh, it's a one that we put on pretty much every year for Halloween. And even probably twice yearly film for me. Um, Yeah, as I say, there's not much I can say that hasn't already been said. Just... A classic. Just one of the greatest 
horror movies of all time. And so much so where this movie is so good that it has put this entire franchise on this pedestal, which people think it's... You know, I don't disagree with you, but people think that Halloween is the best franchise. It isn't the best franchise, unfortunately. And, you know, not in my opinion anyway. I think Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and even Texas Chainsaw are better franchises, but the fact that this movie is so good kind of has propped up i mean halloween 1978 has an incredibly sore back from keeping up 10 sequels on its back and that's essentially the truth whereas some franchises like friday the 13th the original isn't as good as like few of the sequels say with nightmare on elm street the original for me isn't as good as like dream warriors and same like friday the 13th, as i say uh part four part six they are better movies than the original so they kind of carry the weight of the whole franchise together whereas this franchise has halloween 1978 and then everything else is on its back there's nothing equal to it and that's just the way it is you know so i that that's that's my opinion and yeah my list can be controversial but um i feel like the good thing about the halloween franchise is there isn't one person I've seen anyway who has the same list and they don't have the same list as me. Uh, maybe everyone has the same number one. Maybe most people have the same final one, the same like bottom of the list one, but everything in between, no one really has the same list. So anyway, let's recap. Let's go through this list uh, quickly there. So if you um, want to know from the top, number 11 was Halloween Resurrection. Number 10, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Number 9, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Number 8, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Number 7, Halloween H2O. Number 6 was Rob Zombie's Halloween. Number 5, Halloween 2018. Number 4, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Number 3, Halloween 2, the original sequel from 1981. Number 2... Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, and obviously number one, the original, the best, Halloween 1978. So, everyone, thank you so much for joining me once again. I hope you've enjoyed this ranking episode that we seem to be doing kind of once every 10 episodes that we release um if you haven't done so already and if you're listening to us on itunes please 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 leave us a rating leave us a review ideally a five star rating that would be awesome and please do take the time to write us a review because i really want to hear you guys feedback um so just if you have thoughts on the show put it in a review stick it on itunes i would really 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 appreciate it it also helps us get up the charts a bit more uh, get more people listening to the podcast we have got great numbers now which is something that i would have dreamed of when i started the podcast so thank you so much everyone for listening i really do appreciate it tell your friends give us a like on facebook slash a street podcast give everything on there a share give us a rating on itunes it really really does help now um the next episode of the show i kind of said that next week i was going to do a review of the from uh, sorry for the love of horror into the dark scare attraction now that is still 100 on but i'm going to put that off for one more week because next week i'm actually doing a couple of things so on this sunday uh, me and my wife are going to manchester to do the 
for the love of horror into the dark hopefully it'll be nice weather so i'll have my slasher street podcast t-shirt on so if you see me come and say hello by all means uh we can have a little of a social distance chat about the scare attraction uh but also a week on saturday the 7th of november me and a good mate are going to the scare kingdom screen park in blackburn uh, for their final night which i'm really looking forward to we couldn't go uh, on Halloween this Saturday, unfortunately, because uh, it's family time. It's, you know, my me and my daughter and my wife were going to a little Halloween party. Uh, and, you know, so it's going to be really cool family time. Then, obviously, on Sunday, uh, we're going to Manchester. So we're going to do it. Me and a friend of mine, we're going to go to the uh, Scare Kingdom on a week on Saturday for the final for the final night of that so um the week after that i'm going to do a uk scare attraction special where we're going to be talking about uh, scare kingdom we're going to talk about for the love of horror into the dark uh and yeah i'm just going to give you my review of both of those attractions um i say manchester like two hours from us Blackburn's like an hour and a half from us, so I'm really, really super excited to check these out. And of course, I will be bringing you a full review on the show. So that's probably going to be coming a... Not next week, but the week after. Obviously, Saturday the 7th of November is the final night of Scare Kingdom. So that's what we're going to do. And then I'll do the review that week. So that'll come out then. So that means we're going to try and get another episode out next week. Uh, I'm not too sure what movie we're going to do. I'm going to leave that completely open (laughs) so if we get an episode out next week awesome and i'm not sure which movie it's going to be on so that'll be a nice surprise and then the week after that we're going to do the uk scare attraction special which i am super buzzing for so anyway ladies and gentlemen once again thank you so much for joining me if whatever you're doing this halloween i'm sure it isn't the halloween that we all we're planning or they all we all expected at the start of the year but whatever you're doing everyone stay safe have fun if you're going to manchester this weekend for the love of horror enjoy that i will hopefully see you there on sunday if you're going to uh, scare kingdom in blackburn either this week or next week enjoy that i might see you there on saturday uh, and yeah just have a great Halloween, everyone. We are two days away, or maybe by the time you maybe you're listening to this on Halloween. So happy Halloween! Or if you if it's even further in the future, I hope you had a great Halloween. Um, but yeah, have a great one, everyone. And remember, there's only one thing to do this weekend more than ever, and that is stay scared. <laughs> Eyes are deceiving me. What you see is real. What's done is done, and what I've done is right. It's the work of science. Yeah.